everyone, welcome back to QSR Nation, your weekly source of food service marketing and business strategies for success. Here are your hosts, Josh, Beth, Tony, and Grant from the PFS Brands National Headquarters in Holt Summit, Missouri. Hey everybody, welcome back to QSR Nation. As always, we have Josh, Beth, Tony, and Grant from the PFS Brands National Headquarters in Holt Summit, Missouri to talk about food service marketing and business strategy for success. Today, it is our privilege to have Alex Materi here on us, joining us by phone. He is a Subway franchisee and a keynote speaker everywhere. So Alex, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate being on the show. Great, man. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background and kind of how you got to where you are now? Sure, absolutely. So I've been... I've been in the QSR space or Subway franchisee for about 22 years, Um, you know, owned up to nine locations, ran nine for quite some time. Uh, In the beginning of my Subway career, I was purchasing underperforming stores, low AUVs or mid-range AUVs, and I would fix operations and do some local store marketing, get the AUVs up and sell it. So I was kind of like a Subway flipper for the first five years of my subway career interesting then it then then it got a little more difficult we were in full development mode and we kind of um it got a little harder so i got up to about nine and i started to downsize a little bit but the same way i run now nine is the same way i run three now i've also been touring the country for other qsr brands and been um talking about how to create culture and retail and that's kind of been like my kind of side hustle, which has been taking off and it's been exciting, just helping retailers uh, create culture and keep staff for, for a longer period of time when we all know we just have such high turnover in, in the retail industry in particular, more than any other industry, really, yeah. and trying to keep people for a longer period of time. Well, and that's, that's a key pain point that I think everybody shares. I know when we first initially talked, you know, we discussed about how you know, we're all in the same space, and uh, you know anything we can do to help each other, you know, grow and, and, and build up, uh, you know, and, and create better service and better culture um, to help the folks inside the space. It, you know, the consumers went out too, and all that, and and that main franchise, you know, pain point I think we we all feel is staffing. Um, you know, yeah. from attracting and hiring you know, to retention, and I know you've been successful at uh, that, especially that retention piece. Yeah, so, so just to give you an idea, so in my organization, 60% of my staff has been with me for over five years. Wow. With, with, with an industry, yeah, with, with an industry where you're just, your turnover, I mean, if you can, you know, most people, if you can get three months, four, five, six months, you're like a hero, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's, it's like, you know, it's very hard, and, and, and trying to keep people for that long period of time, it's a particular, it's a particular like, leadership thing you need to focus on. You know, I'm all about my people, you know, and, and, and when you're trying to attract people, trying to attract staff or trying to get people in your organization, the right people, it has to do with interviewing and it has to do with not hiring in desperation mode, which is huge, which a lot of people in the QSR space, they hire at a desperation. What do I mean by that? In other words, you're only hiring when you need people, which is a problem, right? So then Absolutely. some people will say to me, but, but, but Alex, when you're hiring when you need, that's the only time you really should be hiring. No, it's not. So I always say, you gotta think about your own organization. And if I, if I told your audience, and I even went before you guys called me, I said, what's the value I can bring everybody? If I told your audience that 100% of my employees are perfect, that's kind of utter nonsense. It's not real. You know, I don't think anybody has. 
But I think if you have a 90 to 95% A employee category, which is what I'm always striving for, then you're in good shape and then, then you're running a great organization. But if you say I'm 60% A employees, 40% C's and D's, then you've got a problem. You've got to try to get to 90. Absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the things is, you know, with that, that retention pieces and the hiring piece, we, we talk about it all the time about, you know, hiring, you know, A players and always having bench players ready to go and always be looking, you know, for people. I mean, just because you may not have an open position today doesn't mean that you're not going to have one in about 15 minutes. And, right. and, and making sure that you've got, you know, you always have to be recruiting. You do. And, and the thing is, in our industry, if you've been in the QSR game for a long time, you know that. When you have staff and you're firing on all cylinders, you've got to say to yourself, and you don't want to be cynical because I'm not and I'm positive, but it's coming. Get ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something's going something to fall off. Somebody's going to leave. Something's going to happen. But you want to create an environment where the people that work for you just enjoy being there and working for you as a franchisee or a manager. Well, and, and that's a great point is, you know, I mean, people follow leaders, right? Right. And, and they, they, want, they want to go where a leader's going to take them. And a lot of that has to do with probably, you know, how you're treating them. Right. Um, exactly right. You kind of touched on this, Alex, but maybe you can explain a little bit more in depth um, about your personal strategy. Like, how, do, you, do you put your customers first or do you put your employees and staff first? <clears throat> So I'll tell you, I, I flirt between the two, but I truly believe that if you've got a staff member that you can actually literally appreciate and show them the appreciation and connect with them as a leader. So a lot of the problems we have and some of the main reasons we have about having high employee turnovers is not only franchisees, but managers have issues connecting with staff that they have in their organization. Because I always say, you know, even, even, even when you're trying to connect with a team member, you got to know who that team member is. For example, I had nine stores, and I had about 55 employees. I had GMs, managers, and I'm going to tell you, I knew every single employee, all 50, what's going on in their lives, what's happening in their world. Now it's a lot less. I've got about 20 to 25. But the reason why I want to know my employees and understand who they are is because I'm a big believer in the words that you use on different individuals is going to help influence them. That's why it's important to know them. So it's not, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of like, hey, it's Friday night, let's go drinking and have a blast at the bar. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, we don't want that. We want to be just enough to where you get to the line where you can be influential enough to the point where you can be, where you can push them to the right direction. Because you're going to use certain words. And even as I'm talking to you guys, I'm trying to figure out what words to use so I can impact your audience and impact you guys and we can all kind of help each other. It's important because I can't use the same word on 10 people. Right. Different words mean different meanings to different people. And when you're managing, you got to know what words are going to make an individual go to a different direction. That's exactly right. Because I might say... Go ahead. Okay, I was going to say that personal connection is so important. I mean, just like you said, just those key words. I mean, appreciation means something different to every single person. And how you show that appreciation and that gratitude can really engage your team a lot more than what you would ever even imagine. It's huge. And you know what's crazy? I go across the country and I talk to managers and franchisees, and there's just not enough praising. Like, we always focus on what the negative is, kind of what's wrong. We never really go towards the praising piece, and we forget that actually 
praising is actually more important than the negative because the negative throws you in this kind of kind of like i don't know downward spiral of kind of demoralizes you you know don't get mm-hmm. me wrong we still have to run a business but there's a way to do it there's a delivery that you can do to really get people motivated and excited even when they do something wrong you just got to know how to angle that well and that's that's a great point because making sure that you know it, it's hard to motivate a team if all they ever hear is negativity and the failures and the shortcomings, you know, and then oh, we'll, we'll throw one or two you know, nice things in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that just doesn't fuel the, that positive drive. It doesn't. And, Anthony, you know, what, you know what's crazy? Some people just in their minds, I, I meet different people, and they're great people, but some people just find it uncomfortable to praise. I've had team members where I've tried to get them to praise. But they're just not used to it. It's almost uncomfortable. It's weird. I, 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 it's kind of fascinating because I'm into like human behavior and subconscious and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's just interesting. It's just interesting how some people just, I don't know if they find praising as a weakness, but it's a huge strength when running teams. It's huge. Absolutely. Because yeah. people, people love it when somebody taps you on the shoulder and says, great job, you know? Yeah. I always say there's like two different things. There's like, there's flattery, which I believe comes from the mouth. That really doesn't mean anything. Like you can tell anybody, great job, but it might not mean anything. Or it comes from the heart where you really say, you know what? Like seriously, like this was incredible. Like what the way you thought about this, the way you did this. And that type of praising feels good. It's actually almost more valuable than money. Right. Yeah, and I agree. And it takes two to three seconds to do it. So it's not like it's a time-consuming thing. No. Not at all. Not at all. And the reward is a lot greater, you know, to have that, you know, because then everybody begins to believe in each other. And you, right. you can really find some inspiring things from your team. I mean, 25 minds is a lot stronger than one. And you can inspire them and they feel appreciated. They'll be more forthcoming with their ideas. And then also you, you might create a solution with your team that you know to a problem that you're having that you couldn't figure out on your own and it's because of that appreciation that they felt confident enough to come to you with an idea of hey alex you know i see this happening what what do you think about this and all of a sudden you know that that can be a game changer plus and they have a stake in in that business and they they really begin to take a little more personal ownership of it all right right and these kind of and that's true you know so it's like it's like you have a team member that comes up to you and says, hey, here's the situation. So let's say a team member comes up to you and says, Anthony, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I should do this. Do you think I should do this operationally or that operationally? And you know what my answer to them is? I don't answer it for them. I want to empower my people to come up with the answer on their own. So I'll say, what do you think, right? It's a different, it's a different strategy because now you're allowing them to kind of make that decision on their own and that empowerment piece makes them feel like they're part of the organization and they made a difference yeah absolutely so so it's really important to as a leader like you know you know what i always say and um i always use the word boss like like if you think that you're a boss in 2018 if you're running a retail business or any qsr business if you think you're a boss you're done like you got to be a coach now. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you're not a if you're not a coach with your own team, you're finished. Mm-hmm. You can't. Because boss is like I don't even like the term. Sometimes my guys will will say, "Hey, boss," and I'm like, "No, no, no," because I'm I'm just so boss is like so 1960s, and like you know, <laughs> 70s, 80s, 90s. Like forget it. That's that's old news. Enough of that. Yep. Yeah. 
That actually leads me to my next question. Um, Alex, so what are some of the common misperceptions that staff may have about the business or the franchisee that can lead to just more disengaged teams? So the connection of a franchisee to their team is everything. You know, sometimes, sometimes a franchisee can think, you know what, I'm just going to go in, make sure that all my controls are good, and I'm going to bust out of there in five or ten minutes. That's, that's what happens, right? So there's no, there's no real deep connection between the franchisee and the team. And that takes two things, right? The, we talked about the knowing the people that work for you, but your energy is everything. So you've got to show them that you're that you have some energy in you that you care about the business and that you are in order for you to connect with that team member you got to focus on the energy and you got to focus on connecting with them because what happens is when you when you're not connecting with team members and another reason why and if I can share this bit that that I'm a big believer in and which I love that you guys do in your company because I'm a big believer in this so if I've got a and I don't I don't always share this with my staff, some of my staff members know, but the reality is, is if I'm trying as a leader, as a manager, to get 100% out of a salaried employee or 100% out of an hourly wage employee, I've got another thing coming. Like, that's not possible. You'll never keep a body thinking you're gonna get 100% out of anybody. If they give me 90, if they give me 90% on a regular basis, which is attainable, and it's possible, and I'm getting 90.95, I'm happy, Mm -hmm. I'm moving on. Now, the only way that I would get 100, the only way that I would ask for 100, if they had ownership stake. Now, if they've got a piece of ownership or there's a bonus program tied to a particular salary, then yes, I would like 100 and I'd like for you to get there. But if my staff gives me 90.95, I'm happy. But what happens is a lot of leaders are squeezing, they want 100. And that's fine. That's a different strategy. But that strategy of 100 doesn't let you keep anybody. Right. Burns out. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's like right. you mentioned, I mean, we're 100% employee owned. Yeah. So, and I love yeah. that. I read that about you guys. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. And it is. And it's like, I mean, people, you know, work from home, that work on weekends, uh, stay late. You know, I always come in late. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's different, you know, there's just different levels of commitment mentally that you make um, when, when you're, you know, when you're an owner and, and that's right. something that you have to, you know, continue to do because I mean, it's not like, well, the day shift will get it. Well, you are the day shift, yeah. you are the night shift, you are the weekend shift, right. you know, and, and so the, the misperception that, you know, staff gets in the non-employee owned scenarios is, that, you know, that we've seen you know, and, and heard out there in the field is, well, the owner's got all this money. You know, they're, they're making all this cash and they, and they don't care um, that I only make an X amount of dollars an hour. You know, and they, they don't understand margin because the financials of the business itself you know, aren't communicating and we're open book and we all know exactly what our margins are. We know, you know what's driving our revenue, when we have to make cutbacks, um, when we need to you know, really push hard, dig deep. Um, you know, and I think sometimes that creates a lot of that, that staff misperceptions that, that can be out there that disengages the teams is the fact that when they don't have that ownership or don't have that insight, they, they, they assume what they don't know. Right. And that trans, so that transparency is huge. So my, my team, all of my team members know my sales figures. They know if we're up, if we're down, if we're sideways. And that's important, right? Because I want them to know, like, okay, we're doing good, we're doing good. 
and um, and things are good, and you guys are doing a great job. And if we're doing bad, they understand. You know, they they can get their head around. Hey, we need to cut back because when you're not sharing anything, you could be doing terrible, but you're just not communicating it. They think you're doing incredible. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. and that goes the other way too. You know, so you gotta. It's really important to be transparent. Right, for sure. I really like what you said about um, not really pushing, or you can't get 100% all the time, because that leads to burnout. Um, a lot of people just don't even realize that, obviously. If they're not actually 100% bought in, or as like an owner, um, you're not even going to get 100%. So what are some telltale signs, this is kind of off script here, but what are some signs that you might be pushing too hard? So signs are, so I'm big on like, because you always want to know the pulse of your team, right? So. Whenever I go into a location, like even as even when I was a manager, you know, I started off as a manager and and became a franchisee, and you know, so I've been in the trenches and still am. You know, you always want to get the pulse of your people. You can feel it. You can feel the energy. Like I'm big on that. Like you walk in, how's it going? You know, you can feel it in their voice and the way that they talk, or if they're being pressed too hard, or if they're having a bad day. You know, and as a leader, you know. It's really huge, and like sometimes you, when you, when I say it, it's like it almost comes across too simple. But literally, just stopping and looking at your team member in the eye and going, "How are things going? Like, how you been?" Right. Like, you'd be mm-hmm. surprised because there's a lot of people, not not just there's a lot of franchisees or managers out there in all QSR spaces that are so hung up on the process of day to day operations, like that personal touch gets pushed completely to the side. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even exist. It's like, what's going on? What's wrong? What do we need to do? And that's all. It's all business. And don't get me wrong. It has to be, majority of it has to be business, but at the end of the day, they're people. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I think and a lot of folks... at the end of the day, they want to be treated that way. Yeah, and I think a lot of folks, sometimes, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the numbers and, and the drive points. And uh, because, I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's what's paying everybody's salaries. And so, I mean, right. it, it's not a discounted point. But, you know, what you're saying is very key is don't let that drive you so far into that tunnel vision that you miss out on, you know, a good performing team member that may just be on on the verge of leaving because they they just don't feel like, you know, they're being listened to or um, maybe there's internal problems on on the team and someone isn't pulling their weight, but they don't want to speak up. And so they feel that they're they're falling into the 80-20 rule. And next thing you know, you, you know, you lose a good person that just burn out. And, right. Um, when, when really, if you were going to lose someone, it should have been the, the, the 20 percenter, you know. So uh, that's, that, that's, I think, so key to, like you said, just to stop, engage. There'll be time for the business, but make time for your people. And, and literally, that engagement, I'll, I'll tell you what it does. It hits a reset button in your team members, right? So they might have gone for a while, and, and, and some, some team members will say to me, but Alex, or like some managers, or they, they don't want to see me. No, 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 they do want it. You'd be surprised. Yep. They want to see you. They want you to ask them how they're doing, right? They're working for you. They're part of your organization. They're part of your team. And asking them how they're doing and how are things going and what's new and what's exciting kind of hits a reset button that says, oh, wait a minute, this guy cares about me. Like, this guy's asking me how I'm doing. <laughs> It took five minutes to, to, to just understand how I'm doing. And that goes such a long way because it puts somebody back on track because it's like, oh, this guy cares, and he does. Yep, I agree 100%. It creates engaged employees. It's going to help your sales for sure. 
Absolutely, um, it does because it creates a particular environment that you, and that's what you're trying to create. You're trying to create an environment of people that love the environment that they're in and just enjoy working for you. Couldn't agree more. Join us next week for part two of our conversation with Alex Materi. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Taco. It's the franchise your location needs for simply Southwest goodness. Visit our website at thebluetaco.com. And remember, it's BLU. Be sure to stop by next week for another episode of QSR Nation. And be sure to check us out online at pfsbrands.com forward slash podcast.